Thanks for joining us for today's message. We encourage you to email us and let us know what God is currently doing in your life. Or if you'd like to support the ministry financially, you can do so here on our website. Right now, you're about to listen to a message from our current series. Thanks for tuning in today. I want you to open your Bibles, if you would, to the book of Judges, the sixth chapter. And, uh, you know, we've been doing this series on the... In fact, um, Tina, why don't you go to the book of Psalms 103 just for a moment. And I'll begin there. In fact, I want to go there. You go in your Bible to Psalms 103 just for a minute. And uh, we've been doing a series on the seven redemptive names of Jehovah. And why? Because it reveals the character of God. How many believe that God of the Old Testament is God of the New Testament? Raise your hand if you believe that. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If you want to know God, remember the disciples said to Jesus, show us the Father and it will suffice us. And Jesus said, oh, you know, have you been with me so long and you can't recognize the Father already? And so we get to know the Father through the ministry of our our person and ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ. If you agree, say amen. Amen. Now in Psalms 103, um, I just wanted to read this just, I I don't know why, it just came to me as I was um, uh, coming out here tonight. Uh, In Psalms 103 verse 1, it says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. All that, I I think sometimes we fall short of that. Blessing the Lord with all that's within us. Amen. I mean, everything you got inside of you, praising him, worshiping him, reverencing him, honoring him, blessing him. If you agree, say amen to that. And he said, bless the Lord, all my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Then he goes on and says, bless the Lord, all my soul. And I love this. And forget not all his benefits. What are they? Who forgives uh, some of that iniquities and heals some of the diseases. <laughs> Amen. I'm grateful for that. He says, who forgives all that iniquities and healeth all thy diseases. Now you need to shout hallelujah. I mean, you know, we need to respond like we believe the word of God. Instead of like a bunch of dead people who, who haven't got any life of the spirit in you. You create the anointing in the service. You create it. I don't. You create it. You create it through your passion and your desire to know God. Hallelujah. Like he wants you to know him. Can I have an amen to that? Yeah, we do that. Yeah, you can praise the Lord for that because it's true. You do that. You create that. Praise God. Amen. So anyway, who forgiveth all the iniquities and healeth all thy diseases. Then he goes on and says this. Who redeems thy life from destruction. Now, that word redeemeth there, it means to purchase your kinship, your, your kin, your, your relatives, purchase them back. See, in the Old Testament, see, if you went into debt, they would take your children and put them into slavery until you paid the debt back. Amen. Amen. See, before you got saved, you were enslaved by sin. And Jesus come to set you free. Now watch this. Who redeems thy life from destruction. He purchased, he made you a child of God. I said he made you a child of God. So that your iniquities could be forgiven and your diseases could be healed. And then he says who redeems or brought you back, uh, purchased you back through his death and resurrection. And crowns thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. Now, come on, give him praise for that. I don't know about you, but I need his loving kindness and tender mercies on a daily basis. Or more importantly, on an hourly basis. That's right. These things are so good. Praise Amen. God. 
Then it goes on and says, who satisfies thy mouth with good things so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. Amen. I said, amen. amen. You know, I was talking to Steve uh, the other day and we were talking about rain. And I said, we need to believe God for rain. God is the, God is the one who gives rain. And if we will just ask him for the rain, receive it by faith, we'll get the rain when we need the rain. Can I have an amen? And just, you know, we need to, don't be talking drought. They're talking about it, but don't you talk about it. Uh, don't get into fear and say, you know, we're in a drought, you know, we're, we're, you know, I don't know when it's going to, you believe God for the rain, call for the rain. Then when it falls, you get on your knees and you give them all the praise and glory, hallelujah, for the rain. I did the other day when we got, last week we got a tenth, when it, we only got a tenth of an inch, but praise God it was a tenth, hallelujah, amen. And you need to give God praise for all the little things that he does for you in your life. Amen. All right. Praise the Lord. Tonight we're going to look at well, another redemptive name of God, Jehovah Shalom. That's what we're going to talk about tonight. And of course, the word shalom means peace. Over in Israel, they'll, they'll say that, shalom. That means, I, I grant you peace. I want you to have peace in your life, right? Shalom, shalom. Tuesday, don't they go shalom, shalom, or something like that, or mean double blessing day. And uh, I want to give you the definition of peace uh, that was in the dictionary. It means freedom from disturbance, tranquility, a state or period in which there is no war or a war has ended. Amen. Now we'll look at the Hebrew definition in a moment. Now listen, peace, whether it's spiritual, relational, whether it's peace in your home, your neighborhood, or peace among nations, excuse me, God wants men and women to live in peace. Amen. Now, but there's a, and it isn't just, I'm not talking about peace from war. I'll explain this in a moment. The Lord said to me, and I was thinking about this, he said, there hasn't been peace in the earth since Adam gave his up, or gave up his peace. There hasn't been peace in the earth. In fact, this is so good, he said to me, he said to me, there wasn't any peace on the earth before God breathed into Adam uh, the breath of life. There was no peace in the earth. Why? Because Satan was in the earth. And wherever Satan is, there's destruction. There's chaos. Come on, can I have an amen? amen. There's darkness. There's the curse. So there never has been peace. I mean, peace as, as one would think there would, oh, if we just had peace, you know. But there'll never be peace in the earth. There's only going to be the prince of peace that you walk with and walk in. I wish there was, you know, but there won't be till Jesus comes back again. Amen. And so it was Adam's responsibility to promote and preserve the God kind of peace as he walked with God. We know he lost it through compromise. Now, the nation of Israel, God's covenant people, they haven't had peace since 1948, since they became a nation. They have literally faced war almost constantly. Yeah, there have been some weeks and there have been some months. There have been a few years to where things kind of slow down. All of a sudden, bam, another attack. And I, and I just want you to realize and understand, Israel never attacks another nation. It's the nations around them that attack Israel. Amen? Amen. And so I just want you to know, they, and so what do they do? What they have done through the years? They've given up land for peace. And that is as foolish as you telling the devil, I'll give you half of my life if I can just have peace. Yeah, he's not the origin of peace. God's the, but he is the origin of everything but peace, can I, is that right? And so that, that's how crazy this is. It's never worked. Israel has never gained any benefit from giving away land uh, at all. And so uh, I believe now they're done with that nonsense. 
but Benjamin Netanyahu just got knocked out of the political uh, party, and so we don't know where, what's going to happen from there. But that's uh, we pray for Israel, and God, what God does, what God wants to do with the, that nation. Everybody say Amen. Amen. So, as far as your spiritual life, you uh, you've you've been surrounded by warfare since the day you were born again whether you realize that or not. I mean, before you were born again, your life was surrounded by warfare because that's just part of what's going on on this side of eternity. Amen. The good news, since you've been born again, God has filled you with his spirit and given you his word so that you can be more than conquerors through Christ who loved you and gave his life for you. That's what the Bible says. Amen. So in Judges, now you can go back to, now go to Judges. We're going to go to, and and we're going to look at the origin or where that word is first used, the word of Jehovah Shalom, because again, another redemptive name of Jehovah. And, um, uh, in Judges, I'll go there, the sixth chapter, um, it's interesting, I'm going to read one verse, and then we'll go back to the verse one. Now, verse 24, it says this, then Gideon built an altar there unto the Lord, an altar there unto the Lord, and called it Jehovah Shalom, amen. And again, that word means peace. Now, the Bible says it was there, and we're going to look at this in a moment, it was there that he built an altar unto God and, and called that place Jehovah um, uh, Shalom. Now, let's go back to verse one for a moment. The Bible says, and we'll find out how this all comes together. The children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord delivered them into the hand of Midian seven years. And the hand of Midian prevailed against Israel. Never, never was the will of God. And let me just say this to you tonight. It was that they themselves were delivered. They themselves, it was their, their choices that brought them into this position. God ordained them to have life and have it more abundantly. If you agree again, say amen. You know, he was never ever against them. He was always for them. But they made bad choices that got them in the situation they're in. They did evil in the sight of the Lord. And then the Bible says, um, and so they were handed over to the Midianites and found themselves in a lot of trouble. Amen. And um, uh, the curse uh, came because of the choices they made, just like in our lives. We don't like it. I mean, and we, God never curses us. We end up finding ourselves in bad situations uh, a lot of times just simply by the choices we make. Uh, isn't that true? I mean, it really is by the choices we make, the decisions we make that put ourselves outside the boundaries of God's word, and we find ourselves in trouble. The Bible says they did evil in the sight of God. They chose to forget. Now, this was just a few years. This wasn't many years, 40, 50 years after they were delivered, uh, the children of Israel were delivered from Egypt. So this, went along, this wasn't a long ways apart from that. So they chose to forget how great and mighty a deliverance that God brought their forefathers or their, their, you know, yeah, their ancestors, and um, they chose to conform to the idolatry and immorality of the world around them. So in just a few short years, they lost their freedoms, their protection, and their provision. And they find themselves, the Bible says, in, uh, they found themselves in dens and caves living in, under the curse instead of under the blessing. And we'll read a little bit more as we go on. And that, so I'm just simply saying it was never God's will. Say never God's will. Never. It never. It was never God's will then, and it's never God's will for you in your life. 
That's why the more we grow in God, the more humble we become and broken and submitted to him, the better choices we will make in our lives because God wants us to, uh, God wants us to flourish, number one, uh, flourish in him, uh, that we can carry his nature, his presence into the world around us that need Jesus. Amen. So what was cool here in verse 7 says, the Lord sent a prophet. Why? To expose the problem and provide the solution. Isn't that beautiful? He sent a prophet to expose, expose the problem and, and provide the solution. So let's read verse 11 through 16. And read this whole story for yourself. It's powerful. And there came an angel of the Lord and sat under an oak which was in um, Ophrah that pertaineth unto Joash the Abazarite, and his, and his son Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. I just love how God sees things in us that we don't see in ourselves. Amen. He called him a mighty man of valor. Why? Because at least he was doing something. He, at least he was out there trying to provide for his family, trying to hide some of the grain so it wouldn't be stolen. The Bible says, in fact, forgive me, let, let's read. I'm going to read this. I apologize. Verse 1 through 6. Let's read this. Um, uh, verse 3. It says, uh, They had the Midianites prevailed against, the Midianites, against Israel. Verse 3. And so it was when Israel had sown that the Midianites came up and the Amalekites and the children of the east, even they came against them. And they had camped against, encamped against them and destroyed all the increase. Does that sound like the devil? Destroyed all the increase of the earth till thou come into Gaza, the Gaza Strip. You can see it on the map there when you look at the nation of Israel. And left no sustenance for Israel, neither sheep nor ox nor ass. So they took everything. They took everything. Never God's will that that happened. But they were stripped of everything. For they came up with their cattle and their tents and their came. And they came as grasshoppers from multitude, for both they and their camels were without number, and they entered into the land to destroy it. And Israel was greatly impoverished because of the Midianites, and the children of Israel cried unto the Lord. That's when they cried unto the Lord. I'm so grateful God didn't simply say, uh, good luck, you got what's coming to you. He literally sent them a prophet to reprove them, to reveal to them the condition they're in, but also the resolve at the same time that things can change. Say things can change. Amen. Again, and God wanted, God wanted that for them. So let's go ahead and read. Um, so he's threshing in verse 12, the Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. And Gideon said unto him, O my Lord, if the Lord be with us, then why? Then Why? I tell you, people ask that question today when things happen. Why? Stay faithful to God. I said, stay faithful to God. Much of the time, you don't get the answer of why things happen. But you just have to trust him that he's going to bring you out the other side in victory. He will lead you by his spirit, praise God. He'll provide for you. He'll guide you. He'll get you out of what you're into. He is a faithful God. Just don't get into, don't get into fear. Stay in faith. Can I have an amen? I mean, it's true. It's true. Let's continue. And he says, then, why then is all this befallen us? And where be all his miracles, which our fathers told us of, saying, did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord hath forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. Uh, we were talking, um, we were talking about, uh, Vic and, and, and Randy and I were talking about uh, Faith Family Church. And, and um, you know, if you're, if you're not careful, you forget all the great things that God has done. 
If you're not careful. If you're not careful, you'll get it. You'll transition from a, a, a thanksgiving attitude to a, oh, God just ain't moving. Nothing's happening. You got to hang on to the good things that God has done in your life. Because then when the, the attack comes, you, you can give him praise that he, he was faithful then, he's faithful now, and he'll always be faithful. Can I have an amen? Yeah, give God praise for that. I mean, it's awesome. It's true. You have to hold on to the good things. Is there, has God done anything good for any of you? Raise your hand if he's done good for it. Well, then that's what you hold on to. You have to. I mean, there's so many people in here, um, you know, that have been uh, literally delivered from things that no man could deliver them from. Healed and set free, praise God, by the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And, and that is what we have to be declaring and voicing. Man, when you meet somebody out, in the air, uh, out there in their bound, say, hey, come to Faith Family Church. Jesus will set you free because he set me free. Can I have an amen? It's really true. So the Lord looked on him and said, go in, thy way, go in thy might, verse 14, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent thee? Watch this. And he said unto him, O my Lord, wherewith shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh, and I am the least of my father's house. Moses said the same thing. You know, and I've said this before, but we have a tendency as people, I don't know why we do this, we have a tendency want to pursue, pursue the man the, uh, the man of the anointing rather than pursue the anointing that's in man. We want to pursue a personality. Oh, we, if we were just like this preacher, if we were just like, they're no different than anybody else. They have to fight the good fight of faith. They got flesh uh, just like we have flesh. Uh, usually, uh, anybody who's really making a difference can acknowledge the fact that God, surely you, you, you did choose the least in my father's house. Pastor Vicky could say the same thing. God chose the least in your house. God chose the least in my house. And maybe he chose the least in yours, but thank God you were chosen. Amen. Thank God you were chosen. Because that's what God does. So no use getting into pride. No use, you know, think we're something. I mean, we, we are something in Christ. Amen. I said amen. amen. And we all should have that, you know, perspective. That, that way we don't have to exalt a person. No, we should respect and honor uh, people, absolutely. But don't exalt the personality. Exalt the most high God. That's, if there's any glory in that individual, it is God himself and the Holy Ghost can have an amen. So anyway. And the Lord said, verse 16, unto him, surely I will be with thee and thou shalt smite the Midianites as one man. Amen. That's powerful. And um, uh, verse, uh, verse twenty. Uh, uh, three, drop down to there. And the Lord said unto him, peace be unto thee, fear not, thou shalt not die. <laughs> now at this point, at this point, he doesn't really have the mission, the full mission of what God is telling him to do. But he just want him to know, don't be afraid, you're not going to die. Amen. Amen. That's, you know, yeah. God can say that. But he had to believe it. Amen. And so, he said, Peace unto thee, fear not. Now that word peace, again, is the word shalom. Let me the definition of that. It's kind of a cool word. It means safety, welfare, health, prosperity, and divine favor. <laughs> That's a good word, isn't it? Amen. Look at it again. Shalom, 
Look at somebody and say, shalom. shalom. Amen. You're simply saying, hey, I, I pray for safety in your life, welfare, health, prosperity, and divine favor. Amen. Amen. Walking in the favor of God. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm like a child. You may think it's strange and even kind of odd, but I'm walking in the favor. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I tell you, I sing that so often, and it has benefited me so much, praise God, walking in the favor of God. Thank you. That's right. Ephesians, speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, Amen. making a melody in your heart to the Lord. Amen. And I do, Amen. constantly. On my Harley. Man alive, I get revelation on my Harley. Praise God. Holla, holla. Amen. I mean, it's a beautiful thing. Amen. When God can speak to you uh, uh, amongst the rumble. Oh, such a beautiful sound. Just, I'm sorry. I just... Stay around. When I take off, you can hear the rumble. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Welfare, safety, health, prosperity, divine favor. I mean, who could ask for anything more? Can I have an amen? Amen. But anyway, prior to this word from heaven, all all that Gideon saw that was around him was chaos, calamity, and catastrophe. And, And yet, in the midst of this, God was saying, I want you to understand you can have peace in the midst of all that's going on. Amen. You can have the peace of God. Right. Rest in God. Amen. Amen. Rest in God. See, I pray for the farmers because when the farmers prosper, it has a positive effect on everybody. Besides that, I do like to eat. Amen. And so, yeah, amen. I mean, Steve's a friend. You know, but I, I, I pray for him and his and all the rest of the farmers because I want them to prosper and so it benefits all of our lives. Amen. Yes, I'm a little bit selfish. But again, I want, God, I want God to bless our nation. Praise God. And I believe it will if we ask him. Amen. Amen. How many here are praying for rain? You're praying for rain. Well, thank you. Amen. Well, pray in faith. Don't pray in fear. And God will provide the rain. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. Amen. So God, in the midst of all this, he wanted, he wanted his peace to, uh, to um, supersede all of the chaos and calamity that he was facing. So let's read verse, let's go over to 33 now real quick, and we'll get through this. I, I can't read it all for sake of time, but uh, verse 33. Then all the Midianites and the Amalekites and the children of the east were gathered together and went over and pitched in the valley of Jezreel. But the Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon. Somebody shout hallelujah. Amen. See, he needed divine assistance, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon him, okay? And then verse 36, and God, excuse me, and Gideon said unto God, if thou wilt save Israel by my hand, as thou hast said, behold, I will put a fleece of wool in the floor, and that the dew be on the fleece only, uh, and it is dry upon all the earth beside, then shall I know that thou wilt save Israel by my hand, as thou hast said. And it was so, for he rose up early in the, uh, uh, the next day and thrust the fleece together and wrung the dew out of the fleece, a bowl full of water. Is that cool or what? Amen. And Gideon said unto God, let not thy anger be hot against me, and I will speak but this once. Let me prove, I pray thee, but this once with, uh, uh, with the fleece. Let it now be dry only upon the fleece, and upon all the ground let there be dew. Do just the opposite, sir. I really need to know that it's you talking to me. Now, I've heard, heard preachers talk about, you know, don't, you know, don't pray a fleece. 
But uh, the Lord said to me, the greater the call, the greater the confirmation. How many have ever needed a confirmation that God was speaking to you? Now, you can get in trouble, of course, if that's all you look for. But the greater the call, the greater the confirmation. I mean, you got to remember, he's not saved, born again. But the Spirit of God is upon him, but he needs confirmation. And so God gave it to him. Isn't that beautiful? Why? Because of the mission that he was about to face. Amen. Let's go on just a little bit farther. I'll finish. I'm going to finish reading there. I don't want to read any more. Verse, um, uh, and so anyway, so God did it that night, verse 40, for it was dry upon the fleece only, and there was dew on all the ground. Hallelujah. hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Now, Judges 7, verse 2. Let's, let's read that. Chapter 7, verse 2. And the Lord sent unto Gideon the people that, so he calls everybody together, okay? He calls all the army, army of Israel, the different tribes. He called them together. In fact, it says in verse 35 of chapter 6 uh, of the tribes he called together. But in verse uh, 2 of 7, uh, he says, God said to Gideon, the people that are with thee are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hands, lest Israel vaunt themselves against me, saying, mine own hand hath saved me. Now, therefore, go to proclaim in the ears of the people, saying, Whoever is fearful and afraid, let him return and depart early from Mount Gilead. And there returned 20 and 2,000, and there remained 10,000. He went from, he went from, uh, there returned 22,000, and there remained 10,000. So they went from 22 to 10,000, and then eventually went down to 300. So God said, now with these 300, I'm going to send you on a mission. And the mission was to face these armies. Now in chapter, I wrote it down if you want to write this down. Chapter 8, verse 10 says that there were 135,000 Midianites and their friends in the valley waiting to attack Israel. And here's a guy that's going to face 135,000 enemy troops with 300 guys with lanterns and a sword. Are you kidding me? Say, God is great. He is great. He is great. Because he wanted to prove to Israel that he was God and that he was going to take care of them if they would just simply be faithful to him. Is this a beautiful story? Amen. Because we're talking about peace. We're talking about a divine peace that in the midst of sure death, there's no way that he was going to survive this kind of um, uh, being, that, being outnumbered this huge. There's no way he was going to ever, ever get any victory except for God. Amen. Amen. And as you, as you go on to read, that's exactly what happened. I mean, I'm telling you, man, God gave him a, God said, now, if you're afraid, you go down to the camp and listen to what the guys are saying at the camp. It's, just, it's so cool. And, uh, uh, and so, listen, so verse 13 says, when Gideon was come, behold, there was a man that told a dream unto his fellow. Now, they're, they're, just the courage to sneak up to a camp with 135,000 soldiers, that alone would be great faith. Amen. They said, behold, this man, you heard him say, I, I, I dreamed a dream, and lo, a cake of barley bread tumbled into the host of Midian and came unto the tent and smote it, that it fell and overturned it, that the tent lay along. And his fellow answered and said, well, this is nothing else save the sword of Gideon. 
This was crazy. A man of Israel, for into his hand hath God delivered Midian and all the host. And it was so when, when Gideon heard the telling of the dream and the interpretation that he worshiped and returned unto uh, uh, the host of Israel and said, Arise, for the Lord hath delivered into your hand the host of Midian. He had to believe it. Amen. Isn't that beautiful? He still had to believe it. He still had to go. And he did. And God did. I said, he did, and God did. I mean, such a beautiful story. And, and I want to finish up. I want to finish up by, um, by reading. I, I, I skipped Judges 6, verse 25 for a reason. And when the moment that God gave him divine instruction, he said, the next thing I want you to do, I want you to go into your father's camp, and I want you to tear down all the idols of Baal. It's so interesting that here he is, here he is connected to a family who worshiped uh, Baal and sacrificed children. I mean, they were wicked. They were evil. And he said, I want you to tear down all the groves, tear down all the altars that your father has worshiped. And the Bible says that he did that. And I thought, isn't that interesting um, that even in your life, you have to be careful in your life that you're tearing down the idols of your family. I don't care if it's fear, oppression, suicide, addiction, can I have an amen? What, whatever it is, you got to drive that out by faith, praise God, so that God can do what he wants to do in your life as, as a believer. Is that awesome or what? Now I want to close by going to John 16. Prior to Jesus going to the cross, he... See, the disciples had no idea what he was about to do. And they, he knew that they needed some divine instruction for them to make it through this, those three difficult days of hopelessness. And the Bible says, John 16, he talks to his disciples and he says, take notice, the hour is coming and it has arrived when you will all be dispersed and scattered Every man to his own home, leaving me alone. Yet I'm not alone because the Father's with me. Now I've told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace. In me, shalom. I want you to understand in me you're going to have safety. In, your, in me you're going to be taken care of. Isn't that good? Amen. I just love these beautiful promises that he gave. Peace, uh, in, that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence in the world... You will have tribulation, trials, distress, and frustration, but be of good cheer and take courage. Be confident, certain, and undaunted. The word undaunted means courageously resolute, especially in the face of danger or difficulty. For I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of power to harm you and have conquered it for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I can't imagine what it must have been like that night when they watched this man who literally up to that point had, I mean, he was in control. He was in control of every demon spirit. He was control of every disease. He was control of death itself. He was even in control of the political uh, atmosphere of that day. And they couldn't touch him. And yet they watched him just lay it all down like I'm giving up. They just didn't understand so it had to have been very, very difficult for them during this time. The chaos, the confusion, the mayhem that was going on in their minds. So he's telling them, listen to me. It's going to be okay. 
It's going to be okay. You, don't worry about the future. The one thing that grieves my heart, and I've got to wind this down, the thing that grieves my heart today is that the fear that is propagated over even a stupid shot, a viral shot, just the fear that is propagated, all the things that are studied, all the things that are said, all the things. And then, and then the people that get the shot are mad at the people that don't get the shot. The people that didn't get the shot are mad at the people that did get and, and then all this stuff going on, and it doesn't mean a hill of beans. You stay true to God, faithful to God, and if it, you, it, it, for work purposes, if you because I've talked to people that had to get the shots because of work, it doesn't make them of less spiritual. It doesn't make them uh, less a person than you or less a Christian than you. Amen. <laughs> Come on. Oh, I tell you, you take so much heat when you say something, but you gotta just stay in faith Amen. and stay in love and let God be the God of your life. And, 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 and not try to play it yourself. Can I have an amen? amen. I mean that. I mean, whatever it is, whatever's going on, you got to trust God. That's right. I don't, you know, if the economy goes flat, you got to trust God. Amen. amen. If, you, if the economy gets better, you stay true to God. Amen. It's amazing how through the years we watch people prosper and then they're no longer in church. They're too busy doing other stuff, yep. too, too busy being entertained. And so we don't want to, you know, you, you got to be careful on all these things. Amen. The peace of God. Verse 33. I've told you these things that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. Amen. So you got to be careful who you're listening to. And though my wife was after me, bless her heart, for two years to quit listening to the news... Two years she was after me. Stop listening to the news. Stop listening to the news. Finally, I stopped. And had simply protected my heart to stay true to God and his word. Otherwise, I get so, I get, you get so frustrated. You get so confused. You get, you get so disorientated uh, because you don't know what to believe. This is the only thing we're to believe right here is the word of God. The only thing. Is the word of God. Amen. It's really the only thing. You know, it is. I mean, do I, I love, I, I, I love America. I, I, I love this nation. I've, I've traveled the world. I've tra- I traveled, we traveled in, in Russia when it was communism. You talk about oppression. You talk about poverty. You talk about the curse. It was everywhere. See, in these third world countries where there is socialism, you have to understand there's only two kinds of people. It's the wealthy and the poor. The middle class are gone. Well, I'm sorry, I'm a middle class and I'm still gonna, I wanna be blessed, amen, as long as the blessing doesn't have me, I wanna be blessed in my life and so do you. But the blessings come from him. Thank you for listening to today's message. We'd love for you to join us for our Sunday morning services at 8.30 and 10.30. We also have a midweek service on Wednesday nights from 7 to 8. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day.